Hello and welcome on to another episode here of the ISO Ball Podcast with your host, Derek Terrio, your place to learn about the NBA on and off the court. So game two is in the books. The Golden State Warriors got the win over the Toronto Raptors with a final score of 109 to 104. Bit of a crazy game here. A couple uh, big stretches to talk about, and so let's dive right into it. Again, if you didn't check out my Twitter thread, you can go on Twitter, search at IsoBallPod, I-S-O-B-A-L-L-P-O-D, and you can find some of the work that I did in terms of cutting video clips and going over some of the sequences and specific plays that I thought were important uh, in game two. So be sure to check that out before or after you listen to this podcast and it'll help you give you it'll help give you a nice visual of some of the stuff that we're about to go over right here today on the pod. So let's dive right into it here. Same starters for the Toronto Raptors, Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, and Marcus Gasol. And for the Warriors, we had Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, and Steve Kerr decided to insert DeMarcus Cousins into the starting lineup, and we will talk about how he was quite effective in this game and proved to be a good decision. So, in the first quarter, we started off right away, two offensive rebounds for the Warriors to start, but the first first shots for Golden State were quite difficult, three tough jumpers, and it was clear right away to me that the Raptors were going at DeMarcus Cousins in the pick and roll with any given ball handler, mostly Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kawhi Leonard actually got the first five points with DeMarcus Cousins in the pick and roll. Uh, one was off of just a quick mid-range jumper where uh, Kawhi faked a pass and just kind of uh, pulled up in uh, Cousins' face as he thought he was going to pass the ball. And the second one was Kawhi pulling up from three as DeMarcus Cousins was kind of fading too far back. And that was the first five points for Toronto. Uh, in terms of Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson was just on fire to start this game. He actually w- had the first nine points for Golden State. And after that, DeMarcus Cousins, despite uh, being very good in this game, we'll talk about that a little bit later, uh, had two quick fouls with 8.18 to go in the first. He got into a little bit of foul trouble uh, that cost him uh, a little bit of minutes on the floor. Um, In terms of transition, we talked about that as a key in this series. Not too much transition game to start, at least on the Raptors' perspective. Draymond Green still was pushing the ball down Toronto's throat again, trying to get anything early and often in terms of offense. He was still doing that, but nothing really too much for the Raptors in terms of transition. Uh, The first transition bucket came with about 6.15 to go in the first quarter on a Kyle Lowry three. And then another quick one with about four minutes to go uh, off some great Toronto Raptors defense. Uh, Marcus Gasol outlets to Fred Van Vliet for a two-on-one and then throws up a massive alley-oop dunk uh, to Pascal Siakam who threw it down with one hand. That was a big uh, spark for the Toronto Raptors there in the first. Golden State starts getting, after that, Golden State started getting a few easy buckets, courtesy of Draymond. One Draymond drive as he was pushing the ball down the throat in transition, and Kyle Lowry just kind of, you know, gave him kind of a free path to the bucket for an easy Draymond layup. And then uh, Livingston got a dunk off of a pass from Draymond Green after a nice back screen from Curry, and we'll talk about some of the Curry gravity in this game as well. Uh, to get Livingston a quick, uh, I believe it was a dunker layup. So it was 19-19 the score with 2.55 to go in the first quarter. Uh, And then what really kept Golden State going kind of in this 
uh, in this first quarter, really this first half, was the free throws. So Draymond Green, two back-to-back defensive rebounds. Uh, One was fouled by Serge Ibaka, the second time fouled by Kyle Lowry. And as Golden State were in the bonus, those two fouls actually gave Draymond four free throws, in which I think he made three of them, or actually I think he made all four of them, if I'm not mistaken. And then Fred Van Vliet guards Curry running around a screen, another couple free throws there. And so all in all, seven points off of non-shooting fouls at the end of the first quarter for Golden State and 10 of 13 from the line for Golden State in the first quarter. Uh, But despite that, the Raptors were up 27 to 26 after one and the Raptors 12 points in the paint of those 27, which was obviously a good start for them as well. Excuse me. So start the second quarter. Cousins comes back in the game for a second quarter. Um, play I remember here. Siakam pushes the pace, finds Danny Green in the corner, and who he swings it out to Fred Van Vliet for a wide open transition three, and that caused Steve Kerr to get a timeout. He was really, really not happy with that specific possession. That was about 10:30 to go in the second quarter. And something I noticed up to this point as well is Golden State's transition defense was much better uh, up to this point, and really in this game. You could tell there was a couple specific plays uh, that I tweeted out in the first uh, quarter where you could see that Golden State was making a concerted effort to get back in transition, not allowing easy buckets, making sure that if if the Raptors were going get, to get out in transition, it wasn't going to be an easy bucket, an easy dunk on their head, an easy layup, and that was pretty clear in this game. Uh, Ibaka, three fouls with 9.02 to go. Uh, that's another thing that just kind of happened in the first half is the Raptors were just fouling way too much. I talked about that in the first quarter, and that kind of continued over to the second as well. Fred Van Vliet in this game was absolutely incredible. He continued to make tough finishes in this series as he gets into the body of Quinn Cook for an and one after making another tough finish over who I believe was Jonas Jarebko in the same quarter. He was finishing at the rim through some very, very tough shots at the rim, but was getting them to go. And then another sequence here, Warriors missed three triples on one possession uh, after getting three straight offensive rebounds, and then Kawhi comes down the other end and gets a foul. And uh, to this point, Golden State having a very tough time scoring uh, with 7.37 to go, very tough time scoring in this uh, to this point. And free throws and Klay Thompson shooting was the really only, the only thing uh, keeping them in this game, and Golden State just simply could not buy a field goal outside of a free throw. Meanwhile, to this point, the Raptors continue to get good looks for themselves. Uh, Powell run a quick little split cut action with Fred Van Vliet and got a dunk off that. And then a great pass from Siakam uh, after Klay Thompson has him posted up. Uh, Jonas Jarebko comes to double off of uh, Kawhi Leonard. Curry sees that Jarebko comes over to double and just doesn't do anything about it. So Pascal makes the appropriate pass. Curry fouls Kawhi and gets an and one with 5.16 to go in the second quarter. And 22 points in the paint for the Raptors to that point. And again, Warriors really couldn't get anything, couldn't get much going on offense to that point as well. Raptors uh, scoring pretty consistently. Andre Iguodala then got hit with a massive screen from Marc Gasol uh, with about three minutes left, uh, who and he just kind of went out of the game, and that led to a wide-open Powell three-pointer. And after that, three Warrior turnovers leading to four Raptor points at the end of the quarter after war- the Warriors didn't commit a single turnover on the previous 15 possessions. So some good Raptor defense contributing to that as well. And uh, again, Fred Van Vliet playing out of his mind. He had a nice finish on Looney where he got the switch, drove on him, uh, didn't get uh, all the way to the rim right away, pulled the ball back out, and then did a nice left-to-right crossover as Looney tried to eat the space back up, and uh, FEV got right to the rim for another bucket. 
At the end of the quarter, though, Curry started to come alive a little bit. Uh, 16 points on 4 of 10 shooting after going 0 of 6 in the first quarter. And Golden State uh, had made their last 7 shots at the end of the quarter low-key and really started getting their offense going with some Thompson and Curry 3s. Uh, the second quarter score was 32-28 Toronto in the quarter, and at halftime the score was 59-54 to for the Raptors. So just a couple key stats here for Toronto. Points in the paint, Toronto 28 points in the paint to the Golden State Warriors 12 points, and the fast break points for Toronto 10 fast break points to only 3 for Golden State. Uh, in terms of guys and how they were doing at the half here, Clay Thompson at the half, 7 of 10 shooting, 3 of 3 from downtown for 18 points, although he was a minus 8 to that point. And Steph Curry, 4 of 10 from the field, 2 of 6 from downtown for 16 points. He was a plus 1. Uh, from the Raptors side at halftime, Kawhi Leonard was 4 of 8, 1 of 3 from downtown, 7 of 7 from the free throw line, also had 6 rebounds but 4 turnovers for 16 points. He was a minus three, though, and Fred Van Vliet, who was the second best player behind Kawhi Leonard in this game for the Raptors, a half was five of eight, one of three from downtown. He had 12 points and was a plus two. Uh, and in general, in that first half, it felt a lot like game one, where the Raptors definitely outplayed Golden State, and yet it's still a five-point game, and Golden State's kind of hanging around. After that is what I think was the story of the game, and that was the Warriors' 18-0 run to start the second quarter. So let's go through a bucket by bucket here. I've got the clips here. So it starts off, Andre Iguodala, mid-ranger, about a 22-footer, knocks that down. Again, Raptors missed on every single possession. Uh, Steph Curry comes back, beats Kyle Lowry off the dribble, little floater off the bank, in. Then Kawhi Leonard and Marcus All miscommunicate, boom, corner, Iggy 3. That's a 7-0 run right there. Then Curry back screens on the Cyclone play, gets Klay Thompson to Iguodala for a bucket. Then Klay Thompson back cut uh, <laughs> to Marcus Cousins, bounce pass, bucket. Klay Thompson three. Then another Klay Thompson back cut again uh, from a nice pass from DeMarcus Cousins. Then you got another <clears throat> pass off of some Curry gravity that you couldn't rotate to. Draymond Green gets another bucket. And all of a sudden, it's 72-59 for Golden State. Like, it was super, super quick. And the Raptors didn't score, like, for so long. They had won at least 10 scoreless possessions, and I think it was 6.20 before Fred Van Vliet hit a three in the corner and got the Raptors on the board with 6.20 to go in the third, and it was just ridiculous. In that stretch, the Warriors' half-court defense really picked up their intensity. Uh, with that came two moving screens from Marcus Gasol, in part to some Warriors chasing hard around screens. That's a credit to Golden State that Marcus Gasol had to take those moving screens. Marcus Gasol also missed two open jumpers. So four possessions uh, Marcus Gasol gave away via open jumpers and moving screens in that, in that time that led to the 18-0 run. Uh, obviously, Fred Van Vliet gets a corner three that breaks the 0-for streak that the Raptors had going, and they had, were 1-of-8 in the third quarter uh, with 4.50 left. 1-of-8 from downtown, I should say, with 4.50 left. It was just an absolute complete Warriors avalanche to this point. So, despite that, the Raptors weathered the storm a little bit. Kawhi gets uh, the and one uh, and gets the Raptors their sixth point of the quarter with 4.40 to go. And another big three from Kawhi Leonard actually cuts the lead to seven with two minutes to go. Uh, Curry comes back down, draws two free throws, and in that time, Golden State's doing a good job of maintaining their 7-10 to 10 point lead that they've had for most of the quarter, despite the, the Raptors weathering uh, quite a big storm. And Golden State on defense had just done a great job the whole quarter. Their defense 
fairly steady. A uh, couple, uh, and on offense, uh, their offense has been steady as well. A uh, couple alley-oops to Bogut. Timely three from Cook. Big three from Curry off the relocation. After, what a crazy three that was. Norm, Norm Powell. You know, he's guarding Curry. He takes two little steps in the wrong direction. I posted that clip on the ISO Ball Pod Twitter. Takes two steps in the wrong direction. Curry relocates to 30 feet and just pulls it right in Powell's face and hits a shot. That was just an incredible three. And after all of that between the 18-0 run and, you know, the Raptors kind of cutting into the lead a little bit, it's 34-21 to third quarter for Golden State. And the lead is just eight as it's 88-80 to for Golden State after three. So here we go. Start of the fourth quarter. Raps start one out out of five in the quarter, and Golden State can't seem to make a shot either with about 9.30 to go. And then they got back-to-back Raptor threes, one from Kyle off the screen, one big one from Danny Green in transition, and then Quinn Cook matched with two big shots of his own. Uh, Two big threes from Quinn Cook, and they just seemed like they were matching shot for shot down the stretch there. And it got very exciting after the beginning of the quarter. You saw teams, both teams weren't really making shots. And then boom, shot for shot, layup, three, 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 layup. It was really, really fun sequence to watch. And then Clay Thompson shoots a three, lands awkwardly as he looked like he's trying to get a call. And he pulls himself out of the game. So now Clay Thompson, who's had it going all game, is completely out of the game. And all that's left to play in the final stretch here is uh, the stretch that they ended with, which was Steph Curry, Quinn Cook, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, and DeMarcus Cousins. Just before we get to the final stretch here, the short roll game had been going for Golden State all night. 33 assists for Golden State with 5.39 to go. And then here's where things get interesting. I'm sure most of you have heard to this point, the Raptors went to a box and one zone defense for a good seven, eight, maybe nine possessions. So the first one starts out with Fred Van Vliet, who did a great job guarding Curry for almost the entire game. Strips Curry, goes down, gets a layup. And then basically they're playing this box and one defense. And if you don't know what the box and one is, I posted a clip again on the the Twitter thread. Go take a look at that. It's basically a kind of a high school AAU type of defense where you'll play four guys will play a zone defense in a proverbial box where the box kind of moves with the ball and you have one guy in this case it was Fred Van Vliet chase the main offensive threat around the floor in this case it was Curry and basically the idea of the defense is to take away the biggest threat on the team when there's only one main threat while also being able to keep the other four, you know, mediocre shooters in check. It's basically a defense that's tailored to stopping one threat that's more of a threat than everybody else on the floor. So they went to that for about five minutes and held Golden State scoreless. Golden State was at 106 for a five minute straight. And Unfortunately, the Raptors just couldn't capitalize on many of these possessions they were getting stops on. They were getting some free throws here and there. They got to the line a little bit. Uh, Kawhi Leonard draws a foul. Steph Curry throws the ball up in the air. Gets a technical. There was three free throws there. And then there was just, you know, little instances where they were getting to the line. Maybe an odd bucket here and there. But overall, the Raptors really failed to capitalize on the stops that they were getting uh, through this box and one defense that they were playing. And that really ultimately... Uh, made their their comeback fall short. So, so here so here they go. They go to the box and one, uh, and 
now it's 106 to 106 to 101 for Golden State with 108 to go. The Raptors come down. They get like three offensive rebounds. The last one landing in Danny Green's hands for a three, and they hit the three. And now it's 106 to 104 with gold for Golden State with 26.9 seconds left. 2.9 seconds shot clock, game clock difference. And so they're coming down the floor. And it looks like Pascal Siakam, along with Fred Van Vliet, are trying to originally trap Steph Curry. And before that, Draymond Green has the ball. And you can see Nick Nurse from the sideline telling uh, the Raptors to foul. Foul Draymond Green in that instance so that they can go and have Draymond shoot the free throws. And, you know, of all the shooters on the floor, Draymond shooting free throws is probably the guy you want shooting them. And they were unable to do so. They get the balls, the ball back into Steph Curry's hands. Steph Curry being trapped by Siakam and Fred Van Vliet throws an incredibly ambitious pass to Sean Livingston who almost gets it picked off and that catch from Sean Livingston might have saved him the game. The fact that he sprint, not really sprinted, but took a couple steps toward the ball and avoided Kawhi Leonard getting his hand on the ball ultimately, ultimately saved them the game because... It looked like Pascal Siakam thought that Kawhi was going to get that ball. He started running in transition the other with the opposite way. And when Ste- and when uh, Sean Livingston catches the ball, he passes it over to Andre Iguodala, who is wide open because uh, sorry Pascal Siakam is running the opposite way, thinking Kawhi got the steal. And Andre Iguodala is wide open, and he shoots the three, knocks it down, with 5.9 seconds left, the score is 109 to 104, and the game is essentially over. So that's essentially a recap of the game. I just want to highlight a few different keys that I saw throughout the game. First of all, the Raptors shooting 37% from the field, 35 for 94 is, you know, really, really not good. On the other end, the Golden State Warriors shot 46% from the floor, 38 of 82. So here's a couple things I saw during the game. Obviously, the third quarter, the 18-0 run was the difference in the ball game. That really, you know, just killed the Raptors. And it seems to me, given the reputation the Warriors have of these third quarter avalanches, that if the Raptors are going to outplay the Warriors as much as they did in game one and two, you've got to be up more than 10 and 5 respectively, especially 5, because we see when those avalanches come along, you've got to be able to have that have have the Warriors you know, create that avalanche, but then be in striking distance of you and not be up like 13, which they were after they had gone up on, gone off on that 18 0 run. Another thing, the short roll game was there for Golden State all night. Ton of dunks, layups, tip-ins, a couple to Bogut, some to, uh, uh, so, some to Cousins, some to to Draymond. Uh, they were getting too many good looks at the rim, in my opinion. If you just look at the shot chart from after the game, there's a ton of green in the restricted area there, and that's because there were so many good opportunities around the rim. Quinn Cook had a nice game as well. He All nine of his buckets, I think he had nine points, maybe 11 points, but all three of his threes seemed to be hugely timely. He had a couple threes in that back-and-forth sequence I talked about in the fourth quarter, and just another big one that... Uh, kept the the Warriors within striking distance in the second quarter as well. 
Draymond Green had an incredible game on both ends. I think he had a 17, 10, and 9 game. Big time response from him after being kind of cooked by Pascal in the first game. He really responded on both ends, hedging and recovering, uh, being able to be a disruptor at the rim as well as on the perimeter, and makes it, made some big time passes, was uh, obviously a beneficiary on, in that short roll game as well, and in transition making some nice passes there. Um, another stat that I thought was just staggering, staggering that the Raptors didn't win despite this. The Raptors had 23 second chance points. Golden State Warriors, zero. Zero second chance points for the Golden State Warriors. 23 for the Raptors, and they still couldn't capitalize. That I thought was just staggering, those two numbers. I thought I would point that out. Obviously, the box and one that held Golden State scoreless for the last five minutes was massive. And another thing, every single bucket... And I mean every single field goal that was scored in the second half from Golden State was assisted. I believe it was 23 assisted buckets in the second half. And that is just massive. Uh, maybe a little maybe a little less than that. Um, maybe it was like 22 or something. But every single bucket in the second half was assisted. And finally, the last thing I want to point out, you know, Steph Curry... If you look at the traditional box score, Steph Curry six of, played 40 minutes, 6 of 17 he had, uh, 3 of 10 from 3, 8 of 9 from the line, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, uh, 4 assists for 23 points. You think, oh, he, was, he had a pretty pedestrian game. He had 4 screen assists in this game, which was a... Uh, which was a team high. And if you don't know what a screen assist is, a screen assist is basically a screen that directly leads to a bucket. And he had four of those that led to eight points in this game. And along with some of his gravity that really, really just got the Warriors some easy buckets. And I can't really stress that, stress that enough. That Cyclone play that I talked about during that 18-0 run, that was a Curry back screen. Uh, Draymond got a, a bucket that he passed to Livingston in transition. It was off a Curry back screen. Curry screening was such a such a problem for the Raptors. There were so many easy buckets the Warriors got from Curry's gravity in this game, and that just needed to be mentioned. So we're gonna look back on this game, uh, you know, five, six, seven, eight years from now, and see just the you know the twenty three points on six of seventeen shooting, and say, oh, well, Curry just had a pedestrian game. This was an incredible game from Curry. No, his screening and his gravity was a huge part of the reason why Golden State got so many easy buckets. And I think it's just imperative to point that out because that's the kind of stuff that gets lost in history when you don't see it and you look back at the box score. So Steph Curry, the uh, the best player in, in, on the floor tonight for the Golden State Warriors. Despite Draymond's defense, despite his near triple-double, I thought Curry's ability to... Not only you know make shots uh, in a timely fashion, but also uh, get some assists that led to very easy buckets, and most of more importantly than anything, those four screen assists that got the Warriors those eight points were just massive. And there were a couple times where Curry's gravity, uh, although it didn't lead to a screen assist or a direct assist, also allowed the Warriors to get some easy buckets. So Steph Curry's reputation as a superior shooter and the best shooter we've ever seen really helped. Golden State get the win in this game, and it was it was massive for Golden State. So that's pretty much the recap here of the game. Um, adjustments for Golden State. I mean, I think they came out a lot better in this game. They really, you know, they really made an effort in transition defense, like I talked about. Uh, the Raptors really didn't get as many transition points as they did last game, uh, in game one, I should say. 
And their half-court defense was excellent. I mean, uh, the Golden State Warriors scored 109 points, the exact amount of points they scored in Game 1. But instead of holding, sorry, instead of allowing the Raptors to score 118, it's now 104. So, I mean, uh, taking 14 points off the board is going to win you a lot of games. And if the Warriors can keep up this defensive intensity, the Raptors are going to have a, a tough time scoring if they don't make adjustments. And that leads me to the Raptors' adjustments uh, starting on offense. Basically, the they got some good looks. They did re- get some good looks uh, in this game, and they those just need to go down. Uh, particularly, Danny Green needs to make some shots. Gasol has to stop being so passive and look at the rim. Uh, Kyle Lowry, uh, he had 12 points in this game. He made some big shots, but overall wasn't a great game from Lowry, in my opinion, specifically defensively. He took a terrible sixth foul going for a steal that he had no hope in getting and basically took himself right out of the game. And just offensively, the Raptors just got to make more shots. 37% from the field is just, you know, unacceptable. I'm looking at all these X's uh, from downtown, and it's, 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 it's a problem. Um, I'm going to pull up their stats, 28.9% from three, 11 of 38. That's, you know, just not good enough uh, against Golden State. I mean, this is, you know, one of a superior, a superior team. You know, 23 for 26 from the line is not bad. Uh, 15 offensive rebounds is great. I talked about the second chance point for Toronto was great. Uh, but they just need to, you know, lock up a little better on defense. They did a great job during that box in one sequence, but I don't foresee that box in one sequence working, uh, going forward here because, you know, we don't, we don't expect a scenario where Steph is going to be the best player on the floor for the last five minutes of the game. And I guess that kind of leads me to my next point here is Clay Thompson. Is we we have the injury news that he's questionable for Game Three. You got to believe he's going to come out and play. Um, I, I a hamstring strain. We'll see. I think he's going to get as much treatment as possible to get ready for Wednesday. And then Kavon Looney, who has a fractured collarbone, is going to be out for the series. So now that means a lot more minutes for you know Bogut. A lot more minutes. For DeMarcus Cousins, who was excellent in this game. You know, I, I failed to mention how good he was. He got some very key defensive rebounds. Six assists. He had some great dimes to Clay Thompson for some back cuts. Couple during that 18-0 run. And uh, he also got some, you know, some key free throws. Got to the line a little bit. Uh, kept the Golden State's offense flowing when it looked like they were stagnant a little bit. So, uh, you know, the Raptors, they, they, they've got to try something. I, I think on those... Uh, Specifically defensively, I think they've got to try something. I think they got decent enough shots that they just kind of need to hit those and, you know, live with the results. But defensively, I think they need to do something about those Curry screening actions. You can't allow uh, Golden State to get some of those easy buckets through those actions. So maybe you need to switch those Steph Curry screens. We'll see how they choose to approach that. But we're going to Game 3 in Oracle. Kevin Durant uh, uh, released that he's not playing for Game 3 either. So we'll see how things go. But... Uh, I think Toronto's got to make their open shots. I think they've got to try to adjust on some of these Curry screening actions. They can't allow as many easy buckets as the Warriors got in this game. And, you know, that last five minutes, that box and one defense where they held them, you know, to zero points for a good chunk of time, you can't rely on that box and one to be able to get you stops down the stretch. And had they not gone to that box and one and the, and Clay Thompson not got hurt and Kevon Looney not have been off the floor, maybe the, and even during that box and one sequence, I thought the Warriors did get some good shots. They like the Quinn cook got a nice open look uh, two two good, nice shots. He got a nice shot from the mid range, which I thought was, you know, a decent, uh, decent shot given the circumstances. He also got a nice open look from three. He also passed up an open look from three. So, 
I uh, I mean the score could have been a lot higher uh, for Golden State had that had the the perfect storm not happened in terms of injuries for the Raptors. Uh, but credit to Nick Nurse during that box in one sequence to go to that, to be able to pull that out of your back pocket. We know Nick Nurse has coached, you know, all around the world and a bunch of different levels. So to have that in your back pocket and to be able to pull that out and understand the circumstances of who's on the floor and why that strategy would be effective and to hold them to zero points in that five and a half minute stretch, I think was, you know, a testament to Nick Nurse's coaching. I thought that that was an excellent adjustment from him and uh, really ballsy in game two of the NBA finals to go and put a defense out like that. So we'll see how things go. We'll see how things go. Again, this is an exciting series. I picked Golden State in six. There's really nothing right now for me to believe that I should change my pick. I still think that the War or the Raptors can get a win on the road. I think they'll end up with a split going into game five on the road in Toronto. And then uh, I we'll see what goes from there. I mean, maybe depending on these next two games, I'll change my tune. But uh, right now, I have nothing to believe that my Warriors and pick Warriors and six pick should be any different. So we'll see how things go from there. Thanks for tuning. In. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, everyone. Hope you got a chance to look at the video thread that I put on Twitter again at IsoBallPod on Twitter. I S O B A L L P O D. Go look at that. Uh, to have a, a few visuals for the, some of the stuff that I was talking about today, and you can expect the same type of content going into Game 3, a, a video thread on Twitter and a podcast to follow. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. If you did get to check out the Twitter thread, and we'll see you soon.